Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. It's Gemma again. I'm so excited to be with you. This is continuing what we worked on yesterday, which was pain as seed. Now, talking about how pain happens, this is a workshop. This week, we're doing a workshop on pain because a lot of people are in it. Are in it. They have pain. They are spiraling in it. They're in a rat wheel. They don't know how to get out of it. They don't know how to fix it, change it, listen to it, hear it. Nothing, right? They're just doing the same thing over and over again. And we want to stop that cycle. It's not fun. I can speak from experience with severe back pain uh, that it just doesn't, it's not, it's not a happy time. The same thing, like I had menstrual cramps for a long time. There's been different things. And, you know, it's even to the point where when you cater to chronic pain, you always wonder what will be next? What will be next? And how long can I live this way? And um, at one point, will my life be um, un- doable because of my pain. Like it, at what point do I not be able to do the things I enjoy anymore? I not be able to do my job. I not be able to care for my family and not be able to, um, do my gardens, do art. You know, these are the things that bring us passion and we get in our own way. So yesterday we focused on the fact that there is a seed and ultimately we want to get the plant ripped out and we've got to go to the seed of it, the seed of it. If we don't get that root seed, right? And we pull out the plant, it'll just regrow. And this is what people do with cancer often. A, a lot of problems, they temporarily fix it, but because they don't get to the core trauma or belief, which is uh, set in place based on the fact that it's contrary to what God thinks of you, um, if we don't get to those core issues, the, the seed of it, we are not going to change the pain. It's not going to be affected in the long run. So we went as far as me showing you how seeds get planted. And I gave you a story about my Phoenix Isabella and how when I was, uh, I took her to a park one time and a lady screamed at her and Bella even said, because Bella is a very conscious human. So she said, mommy, I can feel the scream in my ankle. Because this was such a foreign thing. She'd never been yelled at by me. She'd never been yelled at by her father. She didn't understand or know what this level of violence was. And when it happened to her, it was so traumatic. And she had no placement for this. The furthest away she could get it from herself was her ankle. She was four years old. And when she said that, I knew immediately that she was ready for a holodyne session because we had to get that out before it anchored, before it became a chronic ailment. And I can speak from experience because I couldn't run, I couldn't ice skate, I couldn't um, rollerblade, anything that had to do with my ankles, boy. And when I was young, up until into my 20s, if I even stepped on a pebble, um, off like even 
my whole body would collapse like one of those little squeeze toys where you push the bottom up and the giraffe collapses. You know what I'm talking about. All the strings hold it up, right, with the springs or whatever. And when you squeeze the bottom, it just releases it. So this is um, what would happen to me. Now, that's because I had an anchoring in there. Now, I didn't have pain from it yet. I didn't have sore ankles or anything. But they were trying to get me a message. They were communicating with me that that was not normal. All right? That was very not normal. And I had many weird things in my life that weren't normal. They were chronic. I had TMJ. That was chronic. It was so chronic at 12 that my mom took me to the hospital for it. The doctor just said I was arthritic and that there was nothing you could do about it. And at 18, I got treatment from a TMJ specialist who um, couldn't believe how far gone my jaw was by 18. It, it was not a young person's problem. It, it, it was either from an accident, a car wreck or something that people would have these problems, or it would be chronic use over a lifetime. So I was his youngest patient by far. Um, but this is how our bodies communicate. And my body was trying to tell me something and I wasn't getting it. Now, I think the TMJ had to do something with anger. Now, I was very angry that I could not honor my alignment with God's source energy. I was angry that um, things weren't as I believe they should be you know, in my, in my home, but, uh, I felt very disempowered. So I did what Bella did. I put it somewhere in my body. I stored it. I stored it in my jaw. Now Bella was going for her ankle. So I took her home and I immediately set her up for a holodyne session with me. Holodyne work is really, um, interesting and easy, fun. It, I mean, it can be like, yes, you could cry and you could get upset, but my God, it's such a minor thing compared to carrying the weight of a growing belief that is contrary to what God thinks of you and having it develop over many, many years into something very, very invasive. We don't want that. So sitting down, for a session to do some personal inner work is really doable. So this is what I do with Bella because it was rooting in her. This trauma was rooting somewhere inside of her because she did not want to release it. She didn't want to deal with it. It was scary to her, very, very scary. So when we sat down to do the holodyne work, we started out with what does the pain look like? What does the scream look like? What does this pain feel like in your body? And what my daughter saw was this scary, scary spider, but it had a cat face. And she could barely do the work for the fact that she was so petrified. So I was holding her. She was sitting next to me and I was talking with her. And I wanted her to know that she was secure and safe and that we could do the work together. And so we talked through it. So she began communicating with this spider cat. And we walked through the holiday process, which is a six-step process. And at the end, she came full circle, which is the purpose of the holiday work. And her um, this uh, holodyne, which was a very immature holodyne, and it would this would have been a painful thing for her to hold on to, and it would have affected her, and she could have been one of those people prone to broke breaking her ankle or. Um, tripping or falling or not being able to do sports or who knows what because if that had settled in her ankle that would have been her path of least resistance where um, her stress went 
uh, like lack of function, dis-ease, everything would have gone there. So at the end, this uh, holodyne, which was an immature uh, realization or energetic form of this fear, it transmuted. Now, let me just explain the word transmute. Transmute does not mean to cover up or push aside. Transmute is what a butterfly does. A caterpillar transmutes into a butterfly. Uh, transmutation, right? It's to become something more than something. Well, I think it's something more than. It might be something other than, but I believe it's something more than. I've always say on my podcast that love transmutes other into more love. All right. It doesn't just negate it. It transmutes it into more of itself. So my Bella transmuted her holodyne, her immature holodyne into a mature holodyne. And right before her eyes, she saw the spider, the black spider cat turn into a golden cat. It, it just it just evolved right in front of her face. She saw it. She was so excited. I saw her face light up with joy. And this became one of her spirit guides. Um, uh, one of the guides that she has, she can uh, turn to if she wants. But really, uh, these this spirit guide is an aspect of herself is what it is. It's an aspect of higher self in a form that we can connect to. And all aspects of self are, are, go back to God, right? It's all goes back to God's source energy. So this was a really powerful, powerful moment for Bella to have stepped into her power to do that work. And for myself to know that um, we can stop it. Like in the, in the early stages, we don't have to wait we don't have to nurse something. We don't have to etch it in stone in our bodies and suffer with it before we can do the work on it. We can do the work right away. And Vela is my ongoing kind of uh, example of what's possible uh, when we do the work when we're young. Because, and you know what, we can all hold out and pay attention. Where will Bella be in 10 years? You know, where, where will Bella be in five years? Is it worth our time and energy? to unconditionally love our children and assist them in growing into their highest potential selves when they're little. <laughs> Giving them that option when they're young. Does it make a difference or do we all end out the same no matter what? Is she gonna hate me? Is she going to struggle with adolescence? Um, and I think all this is possible. However, I do think that when she has the tools to navigate it uh, in a way that is healthful, She's going to have a very different experience than I did. And who knows, maybe she will be living her highest potential self much sooner than I. And that would be magic, absolute magic. And I believe that in lies genius, you know, to be able to uh, own your genius and to live it and share it and be it and, and um, like, if, like to live by it 
I guess that's it. Live by your genius, you know? Because for a long time, I had my art skills, but I gave them away. They didn't generate money for me. I didn't nurture myself with them. I didn't, I didn't make my spaces beautiful with them. I just gave it all away because I didn't believe I was worthy. And so there's a shift. There is a massive shift happening. And how awesome that we all get to step into our highest potential selves for the purpose of our own transmutation, our own stepping into alignment with God's source energy to um, enjoy heaven on earth, basically, you know. So rooting happens in the area with the corresponding body part for the message. So Bella's ankle, I don't have my Heal Your Body book again, because I haven't budged actually, but um, so I don't have it. But I, if I had looked up what the heel represents, you know, maybe it would have been being supported. I don't know. But in Louise O'Hay, you can find these answers. So I would recommend, um, if you're doing this work, to go to the Louise O'Hay book and look up any chronic issues that you're having, chronic pain, and find out what is the message your body's wanting you to hear. It's time to do that. Now, rooting, rooting, rooting. When uh, you have a chronic pain in your body, you have a rooted spot. You have a rooted spot. There's a message there. We definitely want to know the message. So that's the main thing, your takeaways for today, is what is that message? Now, something else, uh, let's see, we have the rooting. We're going to have growth. Now, rooting is just the establishment of the spot. So I have a friend, and he does remember um, a bike crash where he hurt himself really bad. That could have been the root rooting of the thought or belief system. And actually it might've even started rooting before that, but um, he can nail that point is the point that it started that his back became an issue. And from that point forward in photos, we actually saw where he stood off kilter. Um, so I remember um, a point in my life where I went to jump down a flight of stairs. It was six steps. But instead of choosing the top set, I chose the bottom set. <laughs> so what that means is that there was a floor there that was about three foot in from that top step. And when I leaped, maybe it was four foot in, when I leaped, I leaped right into head first into the corner of that floor, which then threw my legs out. And then I slammed down on my tail on the stair. So I didn't actually jump down the stairs like I was planning. I had good trajectory until I hit the floor um, with my head. So, and I know that sounds weird, but you're jumping downstairs, there's gonna be a floor above. So that's what happened. And that was establishing the uh, root system for my lower back to be out. And the rest of my life, uh, my back was speaking to me, being thrown out in my 20s when I was doing gardening work and being flat on my back. I've talked about being flat on my back for two months uh, before and having these chronic issues with back. So we all can look back somehow and we can see uh, how there's a part of our body that was like our weak spot. It was our path of least resistance where, not path of least resistance, it was our, our what did I call it earlier? Anyway, it was the weak spot where the body, the weak link, that's it, where we would fail. So doing... Um, any sport or whatever, if something's going to fail, if you're not feeling worthy, if the thought comes up that has to do with that area, 
it's or that area decides it wants you to know something, it's going to speak up and you're going to throw your back out. You know, overdoing is a big component. When we overdo, we are not loving ourselves. So those areas of the body that we've got the rooting in are going to speak up. So a lot of people can pinpoint the problem on their body giving them trouble. So if you can pinpoint it, then that's where it starts. And that's where you had a thought um, or belief or trauma and it rooted in that area. And that area has been wanting you to get the message. And what is your message? So we're going to leave with that today. Tomorrow, we're going to go on to growth. All right, growth. Because and it might be one more episode, like one more episode to cover this. It might be two, I'm not sure. So we're going to go a little deeper. We want to let our bodies know we hear it and we're listening we hear it and we're listening we want to know what it has to say we want to honor it we love ourselves unconditionally and we're willing to do anything to move forward um in a what do you call it a cohesive way like in a balanced way by taking our power back uh we can but you can't take your power back if you're not willing to love yourself unconditionally. So this is that holistic kind of treatment, all right? We're going to step into our power. We're going to do the right thing. We're going to take care of ourselves, take care of our pain. We're going to love our pain. We're going to appreciate our pain because our pain is um, long-time messages unheard, okay? Long-time messages unheard. I'm going to have to write that down. That's amazing. That's what pain is. Pain is resistance to our truth. It is resistance to what God thinks of us. And it's been going on for a long time and it has been unheard. Pain escalates. It escalates when we don't listen. It's so good to know. So I'm sending you a big hug. Have a wonderful day. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafaset.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.